Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, well, good morning. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I, I know many of you have probably seen our uh, logo right there for the very first time. We update, updated the logo. <laughs> we like the way it looks, uh, but it's very, very good. Emily worked very, very hard on this uh, along with the team. And uh, we love our logo, our new look. It's got that teal look, and uh, I think it's going to be a really more modern look. And uh, I know you'll like it. So anyway, welcome to the broadcast. This is Elijah Streams, and I am Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife, of this ministry 25 years ago. So it is Monday, October 24, 2022, and we're ready to go with Johnny Enno. A couple of quick announcements. Uh, let's see, tomorrow is Donna Rigney, so you don't want to miss her. She's always having uh, encounters with the Lord, and so you just don't want to miss that. Um, for today's um, premiere of American Warriors, let me just read this. It was 1979, and the Iranian Revolution was in progress. American hostages were being held, and Mike Shears was training to go for a rescue and possible war. Oh, my goodness, I remember these days. Training was so intense, they were struck by tragedy. Pilot Mike Shears shares his story with a surprising recent twist. I'll never forget my first day of, of flight training. The, the commanding officer of, um, of Naval Air Training came in and talked to us. He said, first of all, you're not here to be trained to fly for United Airlines. You're here to be trained to fight wars. We deployed in May of 1979. Our mission became one of uh, search and rescue for these thousands of uh, Vietnamese and Cambodians that were trying to flee a very oppressive and violent government. And there's a revolution underway in Iran. We went from what was a routine deployment, a search and rescue operation, to now we're getting ready to go to war. We were training hard. We were flying what they call 24-7 ops. Maybe as a, as a result of that, uh, we had another accident where we lost some pilots and air crew. So there you go. That premieres. It's on the uh, websites now. In fact, here are the places. It's on Rumble at American Warriors 22. And it's on YouTube slash American Warriors 22. Same name on both. Just on, once on the Rumble, once on YouTube. Uh, you're going to very much enjoy those. So <clears throat> we had a lot of fun making those. As I mentioned several times, it's kind of like the Schultz brothers. I'm the executive director uh, our executive uh, yeah, ex director and my brother Warren produces it. Executive, executive producer is what I was looking for, and Warren is the producer. So uh, these are very, very interesting episodes. So many of these uh, soldiers give credit to the Lord. Not They're not all strong believers, but a whole lot of them that we interview are very strong believers, and, and we'll mention God in their um, story. So I hope you won't miss that. So all right. Okay, I think we're ready to go with Johnny Enloe. So here we go with Johnny Enloe unfiltered. 13, 49 hours, declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Good morning, Johnny. Good to see you. Um, it's, it, I can't believe it's been a whole week because it, it, it's always so good. But we were scrambling this morning. You had lots of different things to 
we're, we hope we get all of the graphics and videos right. But um, uh, how are things in Nashville these days? If well, good morning, Steve. Things are, are going well here in Franklin, outside of Nashville. And um, yes, we have a whole potpourri of, uh, we have music, we have art. Yeah. And there's a theme going with it and a key scripture for for the day as well but yeah excited about this moment we're yeah right out even when we hear you know the promo we're almost there it's like we're more almost there than ever well right, right. you know i used to, there's a guy that i we used to publish and he he just went other places 20 years ago but he would always say we've never been closer to to the i don't know if he was referring to the return of the Lord or whatever, but he says, we've never been closer to today than today. And frankly, that's a true statement because we are in time. So every day is closer to what we're waiting for anyway. But well, it does seem close, doesn't it? Things yeah. Are, and we're talking think, about something different though. Definitely yeah. true. The, uh, yeah. The coming of the Lord is, has to be technically closer every single moment that passes. And, but that's not what, that's what, well, our, that's you know, not what our narrative you is. Know, and that makes me think of, I, I wanted to ask you this, I'll ask you this and then throw this to you uh, to get started. But um, there's that scripture that Jesus is talking and he, and he tells his stories and he says, but when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Some I used to think that was when he returns to, you know, with the second coming and all that. But is, is it possible that, that that refers to kingdom times, like right now when he comes to us? Will he find faith? I think so. And and though we just got through saying the coming of the Lord is technically closer now, and it has to be progressively, in a, in another sense, it doesn't have to be. Because if the scripture says, we know I didn't have it prepared for, for us, it talks about hastening the coming of the Lord. Yeah. If we can hasten it, you would think just logically that you could delay it. And so... In delaying it, it's not because we become God and he's not. But if he has, uh, we'll set a set of requirements from his church. You know, if the, if his bride has to be made ready for his son, the marriage supper of the lamb. And if his bride actually regresses in that preparation, there is at least a theoretical possibility the coming of the Lord becomes delayed and not accelerated day by day. Wow. Though I don't believe that's the, the narrative of the day for us. Yeah, well, you know, even that one about hasting the coming, that is a, that is because Jesus inferred or said that the Father knows the day or the hour, um, and he didn't know, at least at that time, he may still not know, but the Father knows the day or the hour, so what's the deal with hastening it? It seems like it's an oxymoron or a contradiction in terms. But uh, and, yeah, and on that, you know, it's worth talking since part of our whole uh, talking about as it relates to the prophetic as part of yeah. our whole instruction of things we do. He he says he he alone, the father knows those dates and he hasn't even revealed it to the son. And it's amazing how we attempt to find those dates ourselves. And we have people yeah. prophesying and giving dates forever when he says even the son has not been told. And there is something about uh, the timing of of when events are that he seems to withhold the most. And um, 
Boy, does he ever. He totally, we might as well laugh or we cry because we get the timing wrong all the time, you know, and and the next, next person that comes up and names a date, I'm going to, I'm going to feel like shooting because don't name dates. Just tell us what's soon to be, you know, I don't know. Go ahead. But that's the thing. If he doesn't even tell his, the son key dates, there is something, what does it mean? He doesn't trust the son. No, there is whatever in 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 his sovereignty that's one of those matters he likes to cover on his own and let it be a surprise uh, whether it also surprises uh, you know the enemy what he does and we're not talking again about the the full second coming of the lord but just this is a progressive there is a coming of the lord taking place right now we can feel the birthing pains i feel them closer than ever there's a couple of songs and a couple of pictures we want to show you in a little bit here and they're tied into, you, um, you know, just this sense of we're right, we're right out, right on the, the precipice, depending on if you, if you think of precipice being bad, yeah. right on the edge of something great. And in that, yeah. in, and in that great transition, there is an aspect of its intensity. It's sort of like when Jesus was uh, crossing over in, in the storm, you know, he has his disciples come, let us cross over. And as soon as they get in the boat, there's a storm and they thought the storm was going to take them out. And he just like, Hey, uh, this is how we're getting across. And so there was, you know, just like he said, they crossed over. There was a storm. He seemed to be asleep at the key parts of the storm, kind of rebuked them for not trusting his prophetic word where he said, I told you we're crossing over. (laughs) Why was that not enough? And, you know, on that, Steve, it's so interesting, this whole dynamic of the of prophets and the prophetic and and, you know, the accountability certain people want to place upon uh, upon modern prophetic voices, prophetic words. And I believe there, you know, there's an appropriate level of that supposed to happen. We have to have those conversations behind the scene as well as it relates to different things we find right. out, reports we get. So that's just ongoing when you become, uh, you know, we'll say an elder in the body of Christ and have to ha- have to be faced with certain character um, uh, revelations of people in ministry. It doesn't matter what level of giftedness they have. Something has to be something has to be done about it. But there is there is this assumption always of the people who who are targeting prophets, yeah. false prophets, beware of false prophets. And primarily those you find on the internet that warn of false prophets can't point out a single person they believe to be a true prophet, but they know everybody who tries to prophesy is a false prophet. So, well, and not only that, but they're, they're saying, um, and this one I've heard because, you know, you and I have been on the receiving end of these, but we've heard people say, you know, the Old Testament standard was you got stoned if you missed it. I'm thinking, where is the chapter and verse you would like to point out that old pro- that that prophets, really true prophets, were stoned if they got the a fact wrong? It's just like I haven't yep. seen. There might be an inference somewhere. Maybe you you know more than I do, but it's extremely rare if it exists at all that a prophet was stoned if he missed it. Well, not only that, if you see the context of it, there's the original scripture, Deuteronomy 13, I think verse six, uh, it talks about a prophet being put to death, basically for disloyalty to the Lord. And it would that one, the you know, the scripture I don't have in front of me, but essentially it was saying even if what they say comes comes to, to, to be. So it wasn't really about a true prophet, false prophet wasn't 
even the Old Testament model was not about because they were right or they were wrong. It was like if they lead you away from God, even right. if they're right in what they say, wow. they are a false prophet. And of course, their standard internally for Israel was they must be put to death. We never hear of that happening, but it wasn't really the standard that people are talking about now. In fact, you know, there's a primary scripture I want us to have from Habakkuk in a morning, in a moment, but um, kind of our scripture for, for the day. But just looking into Jeremiah, you know, and so people will say, yeah, why not? Why don't we have prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel <laughs> and those? And of course, we point out that we've pointed out before Isaiah is prophesying about Cyrus and the Cyrus anointing some 140 years before he's even born. So there is no way in his life he's going to be considered having been a, a correct prophet uh, for something. That and I love that. You know, that's that one. That's a couple of my favorites. Cyrus, you know, 100 plus years before he was born or be or was named or had a father, grandfather, great, great. He's named. And then that's the kind of prophet we want today. That will be hundreds of years in the front or. And the virgin will conceive uh, and, and bear a child. How long, how many hundred years did that one take? Isn't that seven hundred years it took for that? Something, some crazy thing. Like yeah, that. I suppose if there is some wisdom from the Old Testament prophets, is we don't hear them primarily giving a date, which was probably wise, right? Because we talk about we already mentioned. I think last week Samuel, you know, he didn't have all kinds of information. Yeah, he knew he anointed David as as king and says you're king now. And but then there was kings in between. There was Ishbosheth, there was others. David wasn't even king even after Saul died for seven years over most of the tribes of Israel. So Crazy. we see this going on. But this Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, but Jeremiah is is perhaps the toughest one. You know, you, we love to read the scriptures I out of Jeremiah one. I call you to tear down, build up, and there's all these power in his word that he's going to do. But he literally um he literally went through the grill, uh the grinder in in his prophetic ministry it was not enjoyable at all because he prophesied for about 40 years and he went up against false prophets all the time and the false prophets it's it's a reverse of today in a sense because they kept saying that babylon is about to collapse the false prophets babylon is about to collapse because babylon was the power the power uh nation in that day we have a whole babylon system which we would say is the deep state also rules right now, but we're saying the reverse. We're saying God has heard the cry of his people. He is responding to a remnant that are righteous, not perfect, but righteous, as opposed to when Jeremiah was contested by the false prophets, the Lord literally said, Jeremiah, walk through Jerusalem, see if you find one. He couldn't, like, who one who cares for my heart. There wow. wasn't one. Wow. And yet all the prophets were saying, no, there is no way God's going to allow these people. And they would go into how Babylon, all the things they did, the bloodshedding, killing children, raping, mm. raping women, all this. Like, there's no way God's going to allow them uh, um, to to be the nation that rules over us. But the Lord's like, you're worshiping Baal. They were they prophesied by Baal. The scripture uh, will, will tell you that Jeremiah. Um, he specifically in Jeremiah 23, those who want to see it after 13 and 14, Jeremiah 23, 13 and 14, he tells that all these false prophets, prophets were prophesying by Baal. He's like, you cannot be serving Baal, be prophesying by Baal and say that the Lord. So when they're saying the Lord is going to save them from Babylon, they're talking about their Lord Baal because Baal means Lord. And so. 
he was having to go 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 against that but um that particular narrative but there's a scripture you know there's jeremiah 17 and verse 14 this is jeremiah really bemoaning um the mockery he's experiencing for his false prophecies because he is being mocked he's being jailed he's been threatened with being uh, you know killed because of his false prophecies that didn't that didn't happen in his entire life that you talk about just the call of uh, of a prophet but jeremiah wow. says heal me o lord and i shall be healed save me and i will be saved for you are my praise Indeed, they say to me, where is the word of the Lord? Let it come now. And as for me, I have not hurried away from being a shepherd who follows you, nor have I desired the woeful days. Like, I didn't want this day. They're as beautiful. I didn't want this day of judgment. And and verse 18, let them be ashamed to persecute me, but do not let me be put to shame. He's like, man, this burden of I'm supposed to prophesy this. And we all know, if you know history, Everything he prophesied came about that Babylon would, in fact, take them into captivity. And so the end of Israel, the warning, the Lord just allowed him to give these warnings for 40 years before it finally uh, registered. And so this is um, a reality for for Jeremiah over and over um, having to, uh, you know, uh, having to put up with the fact that he's prophesying for God and God's not coming through. Jonah had the same thing. Why do you send me to prophesy? I prophesy people always repent, and then you never do what you said you're going to do, and I look like a false prophet. So we got to... I mean, that's like that's like today's newspapers among the prophets. If there was such a thing, we'd be all gathering together and saying, they're trying to stone us. They want to stone us. They said, where is it? You know, this is why we talked earlier about not naming dates because... But they didn't name dates. They just said these things are going to happen, and they were still being persecuted. Yeah, well, because although can I just say this? Jonah kind of named a date, didn't he? Oh, he said, well, Jonah did say it was like three days, uh, and judgment, and so he was actually wrong on his because the people repented. and then he cries out, having been given a specific prophecy, and he, then he tells the Lord, I knew you were going to do this, I knew you were going to show mercy instead of answer this prophecy. It's crazy. So, we want to pick up now with Habakkuk because I feel like one of the purposes of what I want to share is there is we're feeling this intense birth pain, these, yeah. in, these intense birth pains. We can tell this thing has, oh, my goodness, it, it is just delayed. And, and even though we're being we're being told and we're telling about a storm, a storm is coming. And when I was yeah. writing the end of the world, as we know it, March of 2020, it's in my in my book, I said a storm is coming, but we're crossing over. And the assumption, it feels like forever, two years later or two and a half years later, that the storm still has not happened. And so there is, yeah, again, there's those who, who want to criticize uh, the prophets and the prophetic is like as if that's a horrible amount of time. We're just point, pointing out that Ezekiel, the, the ones they want us to be like, Jeremiah and Ezekiel and, and these guys, they had to put up with decades of delay and in both of those cases their main prophetic words never happened in their lifetime and they didn't say it would happen in their lifetime but that's what's left for people's like it's almost worse because uh, people were, were assuming it's going to happen in a few weeks and it didn't it didn't happen at all but i feel like this 
this goes into, and this is going to connect to a couple of songs and something we want to show some uh, I don't know, art is what I want to call it. You know, the, the Lord prophesies part of what we speak with our Restore 7 message, the Seven Mountain message is how God prophesies with music. He prophesies with uh, art as well. The enemy knows it uh, as well. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. But Habakkuk chapter one, it starts with the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. So right there, I'll tell you, first thing, if you're really wanting a prophetic ministry and you hear the first two words, the burden, um, there's an aspect of it is a burden. And it says, oh, Lord, how long will I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you violence and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. I will tell you, I have had almost this type of conversation with the Lord in the last couple of years because I was like, okay, it was revealed to me. You show me the iniquity to see the trouble, plundering and violence. There is strife, contention. The law is powerless. They won't rule. The ones that are supposed to rule righteously don't do it. Justice never goes forth. So this is how the great prophet Habakkuk starts his book. Is like, I'm just frustrated. You show me all the bad the enemy is doing, and you're doing nothing about it. I mean, it. it sounds like Lamentations, doesn't it? Or it sounds like Psalms. How long ago all these men of God, great men of faith, <laughs> say, where and, are you? And this is a word. It, verse 5 was the Lord's reply to this. And we've mentioned this scripture. It's probably been said by a bunch of people because it's very relevant. And this is the scripture of the day for us, Habakkuk 1.5. This is what he wants to tell us right now. Just because he can tell, this why it's, it's worth reading those verses right before to feel it. To yeah. feel it in a present day sense, what Habakkuk was feeling in his, his time. I've seen the wicked. I've seen what they're doing. I've seen what they're doing with the vaccinations, with the COVID, with the agenda, the killing agenda, the pro-death agenda. He's seeing it all. He's seeing the violence. It was revealed to him. And he's like, when is justice going to come forth? I like that line. Again, I don't like it, but I like it. And justice <laughs> never goes forth. Justice is never going forth. When is it going to happen? The Lord says to him and to us, verse 5. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly, which means totally, be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days, which you would not believe, though it were told you. Just I want to stop that. it right there. I love that one. I got to say that one more. And just let that resonate as a prophetic yeah. message declaration to every spirit out there that's in anguish of the lack of justice. And, and, you know, we've seen, there's, you know, I could talk an hour about the good things we've, we've seen happen, like Roe v. Wade and some aspects mm -hmm. of justice that have come from that. But this is a complaint from the prophet. It's like, you show me this evil and then you're not doing something. And then the Lord responds and he says, look among the nations. And it's not just look among on the United States. But this is for us today in a very powerful way. And just feel it. Look among the nations. Watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days, which you would not believe, though it were told you. We're going to look back at this 
And many of you, you're, you're going to be so astounded, especially the doubters, those who come on and they're just a little bit curious. You're going to be shocked at what we've been saying is going to happen. My message has been, the Lord spoke and said, the Trump days will be known as before and after. And so there is going to be such a total overhaul of society, a over overhaul of the structure of nations, of the structure of power, of the structures of the seven mountains. It's going to be so overhauled, it's going to be unrecognizable. Just remember that because we're so, so, so close to that beginning, the, the, the massive storm that leads into that. And it's a storm that God will have his sovereignty in. You don't have to worry where all that, there's going to be different dynamics in that storm. Some of the enemy and some of the Lord, but the Lord will have his way in this, in the storm. And just, um, there was then, I like this Habakkuk in verse number one and verse 13, he has a second question and he calls them many things, but just verse 13, you are of pure eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Now stop to think on that for a moment. That's part of my own conversations. Lord, you've been seeing all this stuff that's going on in the tunnels and the human trafficking yeah. and the sex trafficking. And it's, you are of pure eyes. Your eyes are too be pure to behold this evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours? Now, if you haven't said that or thought that in the last two years, it means you haven't really seen all that's been being exposed. Keep that scripture up. It's because I've had that conversation with the Lord. I didn't do it with King James language or even any other version. I was like, how? That was my question to him. How do you look at that? Right. How? This is how do you hold your tongue? It could be more than hold his tongue, but he doesn't even, you know, he could just throw out an audible voice there and say, and say, uh, you better stop what you're doing or you're dead. And, and, you know, I had the, I wrestled those with the Lord and, and it doesn't mean you get great, great answers. Yeah. And, and, Can I ask you a question on that scripture, yeah. Johnny? I mean, I'm looking at it and this, this scripture unfolds the exact objection I have about some people that say God can't look at sin or he can't look at wickedness. It says right there, and you cannot look on wickedness. And then he goes on to say, we contradict himself. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously, which is wickedness? I don't understand what the writer is saying. He's saying you can't see it, but you're looking right at it and doing nothing. Do you have any sense of what that's about? Well, it, you know, we don't know the details behind the details on Habakkuk stories, but we can see that for us uh, right now. I mean, the, what we know is just from reading the books of the prophets that what yeah. children of Israel and all the nations were involved in, in the horrors of what we've discovered. It was human trafficking, cannibalism, human Ooh. sacrifice, Molech, yeah. all that stuff was going on. And it's like, how do you, who are so righteous, how do you keep, you know, how do you look at that? And there's some, some point. You know, I think I would have to do an entire program on it because it has to go deep. These are these are, you know, these are major questions mm. uh, people are asking right now. People yeah. that that do even, you know, they're they're looking over their faith. And, and so they're they're doing kind of devolution on their faith. They're looking mm. into it's like, why doesn't God um, why doesn't God respond in this type, in these scenarios, and the, and it just nags them, and they don't know how to move forward. 
And the only thing I can do in this in the short term is this. There's there's going to end up at the end of the day, two ways you look at God. One is why didn't you show up then? And there's, again, people who whose faith has been shipwrecked because God didn't show up, whether they were believing for, you know, healing of themselves, a child, a parent or or whatever, or they thought a promise was supposed to happen that that no longer has a chance of being fulfilled. And so it's I am. I was disappointed with what you did, yeah. what you didn't do is what their yeah. point is there. And so in that, there is, that's one question or another way, and we're in the process and we'll tell more about it later. We're doing a documentary on how the Lord used us to be catalytic towards seeing a whole nation of Peru go from 90% extreme poverty rate to 2.4% in a relatively short time. And even in that same time, really the Christian population doubled and really we were catalytic enough where we'll say we're called into Congress and Congress, um, you know, I, I've shown it before. I have mm-hmm. a huge, um, we'll say diploma of honor for them for our work there, which was not a work of, of, of bringing in money or anything. It was really declaring what God was going to do. And, and, it, and it happened. And so we have to learn how to, to live life based on what God is doing, not what he's not doing. And if, and if you, if, if you allow those questions to be the primary impulse that drives you, you will find yourself losing faith. You'll find yourself petering out in life. You'll- I mean, I, John, you're saying, if I'm hearing, let me just kind of kick that back to you and see if you're saying this. No one has ever been able to successfully argue, where were you? Uh, why, do the, why do the righteous suffer? How can you let this go? No one has answered those questions. Uh, and Job contended with the same kind of thing. But you're saying rather than try to get the unanswerable question answered when it's not answerable so you can't get an answer, you're saying let's find out. Let's just focus on what he's doing right now that you can see. And Something that's, like that. It, that. That is it. And that's what will encourage you. That's what will keep you in faith. And that's why. It says we overcome, we overcame him. It says in Revelation by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's what he did for us. And then how we reported on what God was doing. Again, it's the, it's the 12 spies going to the promised land and not just reporting on what the enemy is doing, but learning to report on what God is doing. And for whatever reason, that is the discipline that is required of us. That is the growth, the spiritual growth, the spiritual maturity that is required of us. Hmm. And and to give a total, uh, you know, I'm full of sports analogies um, yeah. as as well. But it's we we pointed out how you know baseball a batter a, a a player that's batting 300, which means he's missing seven out of ten times. I mean, seven out of ten times he doesn't even get a hit, forget a home run. That he is considered a great, you know, uh, he's not just considered great. He's going to make over ten million dollars a Gee. year. He's a great hitter. And so they ask him why he's doing so good, why he's hitting. So, and, and when he's doing his best, he's batting 400 for a brief period, which means six out of 10 times he's failing. And they're like, and he, he's telling, well, you know, I'm just seeing the ball so well. And so I just, I got confidence. <laughs> and I'm, and so we have to learn to operate better wow. than baseball players. Wow. That's amazing. That's and, a so great we analogy. To, <laughs> we learned to swing that hard. That must be why, you know, they says Abraham, did not waver in faith. And, and John Wimber used to talk about, you know, he lied to Pharaoh twice, I think it was. He brought in Hagar. 
And, you know, he goes, if that, and John Weber said, if that's not doubt, it'll do till doubt comes along, he would say. So that's, he was batting, you know, 600, 700, you know, he was missing more, you know, that's a great analogy though, because in other words, that's looking at our successes, not our failures, right? Well, it is, but I'm even saying, if you're looking at God's, if we put God to that test, because we can say, you know, because I could literally, I've given the testimony. I've prayed for blind people, totally blind people, and have the pictures before and after. And at the end of the meeting, they left twirling their blind cane. They could see. And I've a person whose left leg was about eight inches shorter. And, and, wow. and it was born that right way. And it was, tw- you know, they, they, they lived on crutches and prayed for them. And the leg went, you know, it went out. And the next day they walked six kilometers and um, they used kilometers because it was in, in Peru. And I um, just scores and scores of deaf people and, 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 you know, every kind of miracle you can think of. But um, I don't know what the percentage is on those, but we'll say on the tough cases, it probably doesn't even get to 50 percent. And so it's not a guarantee. And I'm not saying call me if you're blind or you're deaf. And and to the doubters, they'll say, okay, we'll see. We'll bring, uh, we'll bring this. And it, it doesn't function based on theirs. It doesn't function based on proof in that kind of way. It's the just shall live by faith. It's by faith. It even says of God Himself in the person of Jesus, He could do no great miracle, in, in you know in His hometown because of their unbelief. So th- it's just a different way of processing and thinking. But I, I get encouraged by remembering what God did do. I would take teams up to 40 and 50 people. And at, wow. the, end of our, at the end of our, um, you know, we would pray for hundreds or thousands of people and we would tell testimonies. But then the newbies that were just fresh on the trips, they were, uh, they couldn't even remember. They had healings. They prayed for some people, but they were so... Um, distraught by the person in the wheelchair they also prayed for that wouldn't get up hmm. or they were distraught by the cases where he didn't show up and like I don't want to there's you know I don't want to pray for anybody anymore they were going to like they needed they needed God to let them know why that one person didn't get better or they're not going to go on well you you just do that you're sabotaging your I mean, yeah and I if if only there was this universal truth that could be taught to such people because I was one of those for a long time I saw dramatic healings, but but God's not going to give you the answer about why you couldn't heal that person most of the time, right? It's just not going to come. He's, yes. you know. So, but to finish, and again, this is for impartation for us. It was amazing because Haggai, I mean Habakkuk, so he comes out straight. He starts out his his, you know, he didn't know it was going to be the Bible, and he's writing and he's and he's just telling. What, what are you doing? Could you explain yourself? How do you see all this evil and not do something about it? So then he brought up another question. And then chapter two and verse one, um, after, well, we'll read the last verse of Habakkuk one seventeen. Shall they therefore empty their net and continue to slay nations without pity? And that's what I've become aware of, this thing of the central bankers and this thing that's been going on hundreds of years. They've been literally slaying nations without pity, and, and they've enjoyed doing so. And, and I've found out in the details and all that. And it just it bothered me the same way it bothers Habakkuk to find out what he, he found out. And so then 
in a similar way, Habakkuk, then chapter two, verse one, he says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Now just when keep I, that up for a second. When I'm corrected. He didn't say <laughs> if I'm corrected. <laughs> He's like, okay, I know I'm not seeing this right, but I'm a passionate prophet and I'm telling you, just doesn't look right. They're, they're, they're getting away with murder and they're getting away with destroying nations and, and you're so powerful. And why is it not happening? Is, is anybody identifying with this that's listening to this? Is totally. it resonating with anybody? I but sure it's so am. interesting. It's <laughs> he saying, might as well have said, I'm going to watch and I'm going to say what he'll say to me. Um, he, he might as well have said, Lord, tell me what I'm doing wrong or tell me what I'm believing wrong. Because he's concluded that he, he's about to be corrected. He just doesn't know what it is. So he's asking for correction, if you ask me, so interesting. And then there's finally the conclusion we have is one of our favorite verses we have as a ministry in Habakkuk 2, mm. verse 14. For the earth will be filled with mm. the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So mm. this is this is the backstory of Habakkuk 2, 14, you know, our favorite scripture out of the out of the book of Habakkuk. We don't go into his why do this. We, we love to quote Habakkuk 2, 14. But the buildup to Habakkuk 2.14 is this wrestling with God. You're so good. Why are they getting away with this? When is this going to change? When is this going to happen? And, and it's this, you know, discussion with the Lord, part of what he had to deal with that the other prophets had to deal with, what Ezekiel had to deal with, what Jeremiah had to uh, deal with, uh, is that Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, there's a people that's in massive idolatry. And there's people, again, who try to bring that to the United States and say, because of all these abortions, we have to have that God's going to have to repent to Sodom and Gomorrah if he doesn't wipe us off the face of the earth. That is just there is no comparison. You have a nation in every one of these cases. You have a plus 90 percent of the nation that's involved in idol worship, in practical idolatry to Baal and Baal worship. And this is the children of Israel, the one covenant nation there. And and so th this is not like what's been going on in really any of our nations where you have millions who've been protesting against abortion and for life right. for the longest time forever. There, It's not like like he had to tell Drus, uh, to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, walk around Jerusalem. See if you find one who really cares my heart. No, there is now that that yeah. saying went around. I might have even originated with Billy Graham or his wife, as I recall. But if God doesn't judge America, he'll have to repent with Sodom and Gomorrah. He'll have to repent to Sodom and Gomorrah. That is not a scripture, folks. And so people have quoted that. If that were true, he would have had to, the whole thing would have been, Nineveh got, got something that was totally unfair when suddenly he got mercy. Because he loves mercy. You know. So anyway, if you ever hear that saying, throw it out. It has not a scripture. And it for sure not does not have any relevance to us in the United States of America. There's just right. a lack of understanding of the level of debauchery that existed in the whole planet. That which we have been exposed to that's shocking us and scaring us as what the elite do, um, the trafficking, the adrenochrome, the cannibalism, you know, all the stuff that sounds like, no, that's just way too crazy for those who haven't heard about it, haven't seen the proof. It's like, no, that's unbelievable. That was standard society in the Old Testament. And unfortunately, it was standard society 
of Israel for most of the time. And so when you have prophets, they force, there's a reason they can't like praise the people and say, you're doing well, because they weren't doing well. They were in idolatry. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Can I ask you a question about, I've been wanting to ask you this kind of thing. I don't know how long trafficking and tunnels beneath the earth where this goes on, but is it, an, is it a stretch, Johnny, to say in the middle of the 1906 uh, revival in Pentecost, where Pentecost showed up on the earth and uh, Seymour was the African-American guy who helped launch it. All these men of God, and there was a, the move of God on the earth like we've never seen. Were those, was that trafficking and tunnels still existing even at the same time as that was happening? It was, and it was. It's crazy to think that that would, yeah. you know, we're, we're praising God, and rightly so, for what he's doing on the earth, not uh, not understanding that even, you could even say that under the earth, this is all going on, and he knows it. Yeah, and that's the deal. He's just allowed us insight on it. And I've had some of the same shock that some of the prophets went through this shock. Again, there was Ezekiel. The Lord took him in the spirit and showed him, because he's like asking for mercy for the nation and stuff. And so he takes him and shows him the leaders of Israel in the temple. And they're doing blood sacrifices to false gods and this Gee. and that and the other. And so he's like, you you haven't seen this. And there is there really has been a, a reveal for all of us who have cared about the truth. It's been shocking. Uh, the curtain that's been pulled back and the discovery. And it gets progressively revealed even every week. You're you know, you have the different ones, particularly on the Patriots and Prophets. Um, uh, it, you know, programs, you have those who come from the patriotic uh, standpoint, they they are telling, they're telling, it's painful stuff, don't want to mm. hear it, doesn't seem encouraging, and it wouldn't be encouraging if it was the only thing uh, being, being said, even though most of them know how to couch even the reveal of things with the good that's taking place and yeah. what God, what, what God is progressively moving us forward into. But um, so I want to, um, if they could prepare, and I'm going to tell just a, a minute about this first video. It's a song, and this is the one that's the full uh, three, four minute one. And here's here's the setup for it. This is crazy because last night, Elizabeth, um, she's, you know, we're about to go to bed. She says, Johnny, I, you've got to listen to this song. And um, I'm, I got one. You've got to, I says, okay. And I go, actually. I have a song I want you to listen to as well. Wow. And the, the difference was um, I hadn't heard the song yet that was sent to me and she had heard the song. And so she, she plays the song and I go, oh, my goodness. I go, that is incredible. I said, I've got to play that uh, on Elijah streams tomorrow. That is amazing. And then I said, well, let's look at my and I opened my song and it's the exact same one. And um, really, I got it from the actual. So we've made, you know, a level of, we'll say, friendship with Matt, Matt and Lauren Thayer. It's Matt mainly who I've talked with. And he is uh, those of you who have seen the Trump, I know the or reawakening or the selection code, you know, the S and the election code. And it was conjunction with Mike Lindell. Well, he was the director of those um, 
of those movies. And he's a kingdom guy. And he wanted to tell you all, uh, tell you, Steve, thank you. They all watch all the live streams as much as they, they at least watch me. And I think they watch others as well. Awesome. And so we have interaction from time to time. So he's the director of this music video that's um, that we're going to put out uh, for you. But who's singing is uh, a girl, a lady. She's a mom of three named Lauren Kelly. And she is um, she's Australian. And so she um, she and her husband actually came five years ago from Australia to go to Bethel School of Ministry. And they went there for a while. And in that, I think her husband's name is Peter. Um, they connected with Matt. And so he he serves as editor for Matt. So they're doing projects together. And they now live in in Tulsa. And so they've been at some of these reawakening things as well. And um, she has she got a prophetic word. She had a a new song the Lord had for her. And it was going to be something of a mournful ballad with hope, a mournful ballad with hope. It's interesting. We're talking about Jeremiah, a mournful ballad with with hope. And we're not in that same position. But Jeremiah was called the weeping, weeping prophet. And he wasn't going to see a break in his his day. We are going to see a break in our day and it's going to be a very, very, very soon moment. It's actually, we're, we know we're in progress uh, already of it. And so, but she suffered, they were in Australia and the tyranny far, you know, far surpassed what we experienced basically here in the United States. And so there was, there was loss and, 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 and all that. So, um, but it, there's something of impartation for us and really, whoever listens to this, we want we want you to um, make sure to use this. I would like I think this is supposed to be the the patriot the patriots uh, theme song that goes out all over the place. Johnny, right? were you, is it now? I, I'm taking risk because I don't know if you told me this part privately, but was she asked to sing this somewhere else? I, I'm not going to say it in case. Someone, had, I think Elizabeth has sent to me, says she was asked to sing this at a place, but I won't say it out loud unless it's something you know. I'm not sure. Okay. And she has, I think she's sung it at, at some awakening, one of the awakening tour things. And, um, and yeah. they'll probably tell me because they'll be listening. Um, yeah, if they put it in there, I, don't, I won't say it until they tell you uh, to make sure it's public, but it was a pretty phenomenal thing. So this is about four minutes, right? A little bit yes. more than four minutes. So watch the words and the video both. I just yes. really encourage you. So you ready to go for that? Let's go. Okay, here we go. How did we get here inside the masquerade? Pretending we're not afraid Behind safety's veneer Are you awake? While they're handing out yellow stars The history book screaming out We've seen this before Under the
Amazing. Was that not something? Yeah. And, and you're right. Um, and I believe the report's correct. And I wasn't told not to say it. So she's she's going to be singing that. Um, she'd been invited to Mar-a-Lago to sing that, I think, to President Trump. And, um, and that's so amazing. That, that's amazing. The fact that he would invite her to sing that song tells you a lot about that man, if I can say it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so, you know, if I can, her name is Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N Kelly, K-E-L-L-I-E. And you can do Lauren, laurenkelly.com um, and follow her. And her music video, I think, is there or as well. It's on S-P-E-R-O Rumble, SpiroRumble.com. S-P-E-R-O. I should have uh, put this out there, given it to you. I'm trying to... Uh, do things late, late in the game here, but then hashtag it, make Liberty viral when you send it, um, send it to people. And then if you figure out a way to uh, contact Matt, uh, Matthew Thayer, T-H-A-Y-E-R, he's the director of this. He's a kingdom guy. He's got another project. And if some, some of you can help with funding, especially talk to him about it, but there's kingdom stuff coming here. And this is just real. This is real stuff. It's how did we get there? Let's wake um, we, you know, cause that's part of the message is we're staying in hope, but we got to wake up. And so we got to show up on, on the battlefield. And in that 
there is another um, kind of a unique uh, way I met this man. His name is Billy Falcon. And if y'all can just prepare like a minute of that one, we won't we won't do the whole thing. But um, he's he ends up being a neighbor. And and wow. I was um, I, I was getting coffee as at a coffee shop near here and um, some months ago. And man behind me tapped me on the shoulder and said, do you mind if I get your coffee? And I go, no, well, thank you so much. He says, yeah, I really like what you do. Awesome. He didn't tell me about himself, but he he's a musician and and he's got uh, I love. And there's a prophetic moment to this song as well. There's a song called Make America Gods Again. And um, and so uh, because it's, it's, you know, it's worth listening to the whole thing. But I didn't I just for our time's sake, just like around the first minute after there's a minute or so, whenever there's a, a convenient stop there, y'all will, will get the idea. But Billy Falcon is a name that's easy to remember. It's a rumble thing as well. And if, they, if they're ready to go with that, that would be yeah, awesome. Yeah, looks like they're ready to go. Here we go then. A storm is coming the sky is cracked in green It's everywhere Ain't no man anywhere can say Maybe it's tomorrow Maybe it's today One thing's for sure It's gonna pour Pain, pain, pain One thing's for sure It's gonna pour Rain, rain, rain Make a merry God's again Heal America's hiding Raise our flag to the stars again God bless the USA Amen Wow, wow, profound. Boy, God's people are coming up with some really powerful stuff, Johnny. It really is. It, it's there's impartation from it, and so the prophetic doesn't just come out in this type of setting here, but it really comes out in art, and it comes out in music, and it and it is coming out. There's and that song, yeah, it was hard to let go of it. It goes like the last line. I think it's the last line, or just about once you if you listen to the whole thing, it says, "Shake America, wake America, make America gods again." Wow. Wow. And, and that's what Jeez. we've been saying. There's a rude awakening preceding the great awakening, but shake America, wake America, make America gods again. So good. Like, man, good, that's a prophetic message. Good, good writing, you know, prophetic writing, you know, not just anybody would just string those together. It's, it, I, we, we really do have to praise that the, that the lyrics are amazing and mm -hmm. what they put together and then the work, and you know the expense that's, that comes together and just putting the video for these things. And and um, we really want to have, we want to have kingdom financers. If you're one of those that could be be one that really funds this type of excellence in spirit and anointing, because they both have excellent spirit, excellent anointing. And, you know, they're wanting to put out a quality product that'll, that'll go around. And hopefully um, both of you will pick up on, on Lauren Kelly here and then Billy Falcon and what they're putting out because there really is in the declaration in the sounds that they're releasing there is there is something because uh, you know that last song it's make it, the maga thing is make america gods again i love that it's good uh, 
but he's starting with the shake and then a wake and then a make. So, wow. and before I show a couple of pictures, just to, you know, kind of on the theme that we've been keeping here, Steve, I was writing down really, uh, you know, as it relates to the prophetic today, because that was one of the questions that comes out, uh, the, uh, will come out, would come out. It's, it's a very logical question. Well, how do we know then? How do we judge what kind of who the prophets are that are that are right? If it's like they can be wrong, the timing's off and they get some details. You know, if you can't just, uh, you know, look at the the, the explicit, um, correct detail, then what else is there to look at? And so there are things like the anointing that you feel. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, those who have been taught in the anointing presence. Does it release hope? Just like those songs right there. They were talking. It was real. They're both real. They're about the real uh, situations we've gone through or going to go through. Billy Falcon is saying there's a storm. We have not yet seen the bigger part of the storm, the storm that's to take us to the other side. So it's ultimately a storm we're looking forward to, even though uh, there's a part of it we're not looking forward to. But, you know, the storm is straight ahead, but it's Liberty Storm. The storm is straight ahead, but it's Liberty Storm. That's maybe not a bad title. The storm is straight ahead, but it's Liberty Storm. I'll suggest that for Julia. Yeah, Weber. good. That could be a, a, a good title um, for this because that is that is what's happening. But even, even today, you know, there's all kinds of prophetic voices out there and people are wondering. So as you're listening, don't just listen. Did they, did it come to pass the way they said? I try to throw out enough of those that you understand that I am hearing some things from God. And that's why I've thrown out very specific things as it relates to, we'll, we'll say, um, not just random storms, random earthquakes, but specific earthquakes calling for an 8.9 or 9 point earthquake and where it's going to be located and a 7.7 and where it's going to be located. And, and we've had, you know, maybe 10 of those type of things in volcano and a volcano that's never been discovered. Those are so, you know, uh, uh, um, we're, we're, we're on target with the Lord. I can't give you the other details because he's not giving them out. You know, he's not giving them out. That's, that's why I don't think it's just we lack a, a holy enough prophet. He's, it, doesn't, it doesn't serve his purposes. If, if there's a reason why he's not even going to tell anyone, including the son, when he's actually doing his final thing, mm. it's because it would interrupt processes that need to take place. That's good. And so we would all love, I can tell you all the prophetic voices we've probably all been itchy and antsy enough for this to all happen in two or three months. But the longer this goes on, the more I become aware of the deeper work that was needed and the deeper yeah. thing he's going after. And then it's surfacing stuff like we just put out before you. It's surfacing music. It's surfacing passion. It's surfacing creative uh, responses that can't be uh, surfaced if there's, if, you know, if you haven't really felt something deep enough. Yeah, and, and that's what you'll pick up. Even if you read the prophets, you'll read about people that were touched deeply, and even in 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 that place of deeply being touched, there's there's anguish, and out of that anguish, there is finding the Lord and the Lord giving a message, and them required to give a message that it, you know that there, there's wrestling with it. It's just not this cut and dry, clean clean thing. So yeah. here's the deal. I just want, I'm just going to suggest this. This is my help to the to the body of Christ. Those are asking because I actually had it asked a couple times this week. Well, how do we know 
the prophetic voices that we should be listening to. And I'm going to give you my uh, opinion. And it's an opinion as someone who's been prophesying for decades and, and just one, you know, bottom line is it, you're not going to care about it unless you trust me as well. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. But I think there's four aspects of a correct prophetic narrative right now. These are just real quick hitters. And, uh, and this is even if timing and details are wrong. So you're going to find out that, you know, those who have attempted to nail dates for as far as this day, Trump is officially in front of the people and back. Um, that hasn't that hasn't panned out, unlikely to pan out as well. It's because you could just tell that it wouldn't be helpful for that to be known. Or if there's other details with it, even even if the details are, are they've missed it, or even if the dates or details have been missed, uh, again, pointing out dates and details were missed by the high-level prophets of the Old mm-hmm. Testament. I think... Number one, to recognize in this moment, I'll just say these four. Number one, the catalytic role of Trump. Like if you if you are prophesying and you do not realize the catalytic role that Trump has in bringing about the new world we're about to enter into, then you probably should stop prophesying. Wow. Wow. That's huge, Johnny. That's, that's huge. And I believe it's accurate, frankly. You know, that's huge. Okay. And for you to say that, you're a senior elder in this senior leader in the prophetic. And I can see you're touched by, you know, it as well. I'm telling you from both of us, we're not neophytes in the prophetic. And we know that that doesn't mean in God, in Trump, we trust. It means in God, we trust, but it's just like when he promised a lot about what he's going to do with Cyrus, he has put the crux of a lot of what's going to happen on president Trump. And so there's a catalytic. That was the way he said it to me. The world will be known as before Trump, and after Trump, that's his yeah. choice. And if 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 you don't know that part of it, I'm just saying you're gonna you're gonna be off on all kinds of other prophetic things if you miss the catalytic. So and and I'm, I'm saying it, it very carefully: the catalytic role of Trump, and whether whether you believe it's fine. If some of you don't believe he's actually in power or whatever, I'm okay with you. And I, I, can I just say this real quick? I take that so seriously. You and I have not had this specific conversation. You've not said it in those words or, or you know, but there were people that we, that the Elijah List was publishing all the time. And then after the great disappointment and months and months go by, well beyond January 6th and January 20, when those people wanted to keep submitting words, but they, but I'd say, well, what are you saying about Trump? Oh, we're not, we're, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not, I, the, I stopped publishing them. I just won't publish them. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying they're not godly people, but they're not, they don't have the mind of the Lord right now. That's it. And it's not because we're Trump idols. Or right. Idolaters. It, 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 people have to understand that if you yeah. don't, if you don't get, it's like in those days, if you'll listen, all those prophets, there's nine, ten prophets, including Habakkuk. Part of yeah. the Lord saying, "Listen, write it down, Habakkuk. It's for a future day, actually." And if you, if you, he doesn't directly say the name Cyrus, but the Lord is saying, "This is all going to happen with Cyrus." So, if the Lord keeps saying things are going to happen with Cyrus, and then you say, "We don't want to talk about Cyrus. We just want to talk about God," 
then you're, there's a reason that these are the prophets that are listed here. If you didn't understand the Cyrus component, you're right. not in the Bible. It doesn't matter. You are not a prophet in the Bible if you didn't get the Cyrus call and anointing. Wow, that's and huge. What that was for. Wow. So number two is that God has not banished America to judgment. That's a number two to me uh, criteria. That if, you know, first one is there's the catalytic role of Trump. Number two, if, if you are one prophesying that America has many, many tekel you farsen written on it and it's done for, then I believe you've missed the whole, uh, you've missed the train as well. That, that God has seen the tens to hundreds of millions in this nation in their own imperfect way, whose hearts are turned towards him, who will come out in millions to defend pro-life matters and situations, pro-freedom, who will, who will respond and he is he's been a god who always needs just very little response and he will go with it and so for for someone to say that god's going to ignore a hundred million or more fairly intense uh followers of the lord and freedom and the spirit and things like that because it's a minimum of that in this nation and that he's going to look at some minor detail of sin as priority and, and he's going to throw us into damnation as a nation because of that. I honestly, I just think you're defaulting as your place of, yeah. of having the right to even prophesy. You he, would, he would be denying himself and who he is. If he just said, ah, not enough. So you got a couple hundred thousand praying to me in the United States. They're righteous, but yeah, look at all these sins. He'd be denying himself to say that. He, he would be. And you mentioned a couple hundred thousand, but it, it honestly, it, it's 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 just, you know, we know there was with a cheat, there was 80 million. Yeah. That voted for Trump. And it doesn't mean it's identical to be one who loves the Lord and Trump. But there was a lot of that. But we know real numbers, I think, will be proven that there were a million, a minimum of 100 million. And that's voters. Wow. And then there's their families. We really, if you include their families or kids that are under them that are in, in alignment with the parents, you're looking at 200 million Americans who really are pro-freedom and pro-God uh, at minimum, at minimum. And so yeah. that is, that's a big deal. And if you don't yeah. understand that God is moved by that, then you're kind of prophetically, sorry, dense. And you're just, <laughs> yeah. Might as well spit it out, Johnny. That's good. But that's I think it's do. true. You know, I just, I've said this before, but I'll just, I'm not going to take it more than about 30 seconds on this, but that night of the election, when things started going south and when they started closing down voting, and all of a sudden, my countenance was just sinking. I thought, what is going on? And that went on for about a couple hours. And all of a sudden, I said, the Spirit came on me and I said, God is not going to ignore the prayers of the saints. And I just knew that I knew. And I've never looked back. I just knew suddenly it just, I just needed that one little kick in the pants, if you will, from God. You know? No, it's, yeah. that's right. So number three is, yeah. this is, it's for the children. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't mean it's not for other things, but that's why it's in our my initial promo. Even this thing of for the children, God's heart for the children, mm. and He cares for the children, and He's watching the human trafficking, He's watching the sex trafficking, and He's looking out uh, for our, like that. Just needs to be in your understanding, your prophetic understanding. Again, the lineup: Trump, America, the children, and so uh, if you would just shorten it to one word each. Yeah, and not, these are like if you haven't discerned it, if your spirit hadn't picked that up, 
your 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 spirit has been uh, ambushed in some way by some foreign element, and so you, you are not perceiving correct enough. And it really doesn't matter. Again, if you look at Jeremiah, he talked about the Lord would say, "Do not listen to their vivid dreams. Vivid dreams do not justify. Do not make something from God. Vivid dreams in its in itself. Vivid dreams have been what." false prophets have been having for forever the enemy has access to vivid dreams and so th this is the vividity that doesn't even exist but the vividity of your dream is not what makes it true it's the alignment of your prophetic word your dream is it aligned with these elements and i'm i'm just doing this as a help for you who want that help as you're considering other prophetic words and what's and what's going on and then number 4 um we're transitioning into a new era of the kingdom. So this is an era of the kingdom. This is not the era of the last days, not the era of the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet. And I'm going to, again, if you're thinking that's where we're going next, you are also, my view, I'll just tell you, you're defaulting from prophetic privilege. You are, uh, uh, you're off, you're off the narrative. And, and, and we can be wrong. And I think pretty much everybody uh, you know, I don't have, I can't read everybody or listen, but everybody, I'm pretty sure Elijah streams and Elijah list pretty much. You haven't done this checklist, but I think you'll find yeah. that that's the accident. The discernment checklist has produced that where uh, Trump, America, children and the kingdom. That's, that's right. Those four things. That's what's happening right now. Not something yeah. else. And if you don't know that you're just, uh, you know, a little bit flat. And, you, and you know, again, I've said it, worded it this way. Ah, how do I word it? I don't even know how to quantify it, but if you can't hear as a prophetic person, prophet or a prophetic person, because there's both categories. If you can't hear what God's doing on the earth right now, that even the, the uninitiated can see with their eyes. If you can't hear that, so what does that say about your hearing air right now? If you can see it with your eyes and you still can't prophesy concerning it, that's really, I don't even have words for that. You're right. This was harder by faith a year ago, but it's yeah. like I'm quite self-evident unless you're just in a stupor. Yeah. Uh, an almost chosen darkness, ignorance of the heart, as it says in one of the Timothy's or Ephesians 4.18 or 1 Timothy 4.18, somewhere it, it talks about those who blindness of the heart, ignorance of the heart, they can't see. And so there's a point where you choose for whatever reason, you really don't have, you have your own opinion. You've embraced it so much. You're not even willing to see another perspective. And, and that's something even about advancing in the prophetic. You better be prepared to hear things from God that your mind has to make an immediate switch to. I've told you that before, just about President Trump. When he's showing me the vision of Trump winning, this is 2016, I'm, I'm, as I'm seeing it, I'm going, oh, no. And it's because, uh, um, it partially probably because I believe too much of what the media wow. was saying and, and all that. And then the Lord said, he's going to save you from things <clears throat> you don't know you need to be saved from. Well, in me, my adjustment was um, this fast. I'm like, it doesn't matter if I liked him before. If you say, yeah, I like him. What do I you like say, Johnny? What would you say? And I hope I'm not beating the thing to death here, but if a prophet who considers himself a prophet and you ask him or her, 
they or them, <laughs> whatever they're, you know, if you ask them, well, what is God showing you about President Trump? And, and the response is, God's not showing me anything about President Trump at all. What? It, well, I'll just say it's a big yellow flag for sure. That's a star, yellow flag starter. And probably the next question might make it go to red flag. But um, it's just, it's just if you can't see that, it's and that's that's a judgment call for God. And there's some that you know He can restart. Re, I think there's going to be some prophetic ministries and things that will have to, you know, they'll reboot once the clarity of the moment what God was doing. And there's a point where they they do have to go back to the Lord. And there's going to be some kind of um, um, some kind of repentance with the Lord. They don't have to make a public repentance, but just for their own arrogance and for own unwillingness to see what they didn't like because they had their own perception of what should they thought should be. So um, anyway, so, but kingdom, we're going, this is the thing you're, you're going to know from however long I've been, how many programs we've been doing this, the things I've been consistent, you know, people will talk about, well, there's moving goalposts of, uh, it, that means when you adjust a word because of something, I'll tell you the part you haven't seen me change or adjust. Um, did I think it was going to be way sooner? Certain aspects of yeah. it, yeah. Did I have any idea it was as deep as it was? No. There's tons of things I haven't known, and I'll fully confess that. But there's four things I have known: that Trump is catalytic, that this is about USA being restored because USA is a gift from God to the nations, and they were the last bastion of liberty, and they will now assist in leading the rest of the nations to liberty. And number three, it's about the children, the children, the children, the children, yeah. the very thing that got onto Habakkuk and the very yeah. thing that's uh, on, that's on me and on many of you as well. And this is about the kingdom. In my book, The End of the World as We Know It, it was announcing the new kingdom era we're entering into, not changing up. Those are the majors, actually. I mean, those are, Johnny, those, if I can just, you know, I don't do this on the show normally, but those are amazingly spot on i feel it i feel it for the children i feel it for the kingdom i feel it for the catalytic there was one other the uh you uh, trump usa children and the kingdom yeah oh man i mean it is so pivotal you know and i just encourage our viewers that they're already doing it listen to prophets and prophetic people who are who are in that um yeah whatever we call that in that vein V-E-I-N, uh, it's like a vein of gold. If they're in that vein, it's going to be hard for them not to hear accurately, you know, so. No, what you just said is that it's just, those are kind of the guardrails for yeah. those uh, um, who are hearing. And and again, you say, well, what about they missed this de detail, that detail? And there's learning curve for all kinds of, we have prophetic people that are all sorts of different levels. Yeah. And, and there's. And, you know, there's a learning curve for those who may have spoke, spoken a certain detail. Um, and, and some of those details, they might, at the end of the day, be proven right as well. Um, and until we know fully what's been taking place behind the curtain, because there's a lot of justice, a lot of matters that have been being taken care of behind the scenes. We just don't know what they are yet. There's no proof of it, uh, of it yet. And so those things will come up. So I want to show also um, these. 
now speaking of art these two pictures if y'all can it doesn't matter which one you put put first <clears throat> we'll see this well, is done wrong i did this you know five minutes before we get on so <laughs> i will tell you what you're i saying. thought you were saying you just drew this five minutes no <laughs> yeah, I did, this. I did this in five minutes. So <laughs> I will tell you the name. Uh, the name that's written there is signed by Sergio Cariello, C-A-R-I-E-L-L-O. And you could look him up at SergioCariello.com. Wow, he's done a whole illustrated Bible that he's done this way. I believe he's Brazilian that lives in the United States. He's super, um, super talented. And wow. it, you can see, it's in 2021. He sent this to me, and it's partially. He's listening, been listening to our programs, and wow. he didn't ask me to do anything with. Like I've had it over a year, but it just came to me as this is what's going on right right now. And so he's showing the angelic forces there that you see, and it's for we the people. And there's a we the people thing. You know, that's the uh, the mantra of Trump as well. We the people. He's setting his people free. I have come to set my people free. And so, uh, and then you have the demonic on that side. It's all out war, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. So this is a picture of what's taking place. And so the battlefield is over what is represented by the White House. And so we are in clash moment. The storm is about these things clashing. Wow. And so there's an impartation just while I'm talking, just let it, uh, just keep looking at, at details because there is an impartation for you because somebody is drawing with understanding, with spiritual understanding. Again, you have to understand this is a prophetic word that's being declared in this kind of way. This person may not be, Sergio may not be considered a prophet, but he's given, this is a prophetic word. This is another way, Laura, uh, um, we are telling you, Kelly, uh, Lauren, Kelly was given a prophetic word. In fact, we just heard that she was watching and she thanked us for playing her song today in the awesome. Rumble comments. So, awesome. And now the other one. The other picture, if you have it, um, there it is. All right, and and so he did this in 2020, and he sees you see this, and this is a, a pretty good picture. Again, we the people, and it's President Trump, and I believe he's put, you know, I think he views it like Michael and Gabriel archangels there, and Jesus superimposed, and so that's the picture we're talking about. Jesus is even much larger than Trump, so. As you see, for those who would accuse us of being worshipers of Trump, this is the perspective. That's is, good. That's good. I'm glad you pointed that out. You see that, Steve? That's the that's the perspective. There's yeah. the, he's the servant. If without the help of who's behind him, there's no way he gets this done. There is no way to get it done. He's not his billions aren't enough. His his personality, nothing about him is capable of doing this without this type of backing. It's it's a, a you know it, it's a confrontation of the ages. It's a massive assignment. He needs that kind of um, anointing going around him. So anyway, part of it is just appreciating Sergio what he's done, appreciating the music. I actually get sent um, probably not at this caliber level um, stuff a lot, and 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 sorry for you know, I, I miss it sometimes of just so much. There's people sending books and songs oh, yeah. and things but sometimes they make it through when there's like a spark of it's just like the song where when elizabeth says uh you got to hear the song i go you got to hear his song and we find out it's both the same song i'm crazy, like crazy crazy yeah talk about a confirmation yeah and that you're talking about lauren kelly's song that one yeah 
that's wow. the one, that's the one last that song we listened to is we're going to bed elizabeth says i got a song um and if somebody that used to go to our our church that's uh, uh was one of our worship leader extraordinaires when we were at daystar in in, in atlanta and um she she sent it to elizabeth and said you gotta and elizabeth's like you gotta hear this and then i look at it because i've been in dialogue with matt and he's like i would just like you to see a song that i uh, a video that i directed and so i said hey when we get done watching yours i've got this we can watch and we find out their exact same song so i'm like okay god is on this thing yeah Uh, in a a big way we want it to go out well uh, steve about the last thing i wanted to uh, bring up is uh oh my goodness i had so much i have a whole nother show of things we can talk about in the future but we're following what's going on in baseball world baseball land yeah we're about so the world series time right we're getting close we're down to it's now philadelphia and houston astros okay we got and, it down philadelphia and houston and okay it, it's been more we'll say the handiwork of god has been more evidence to me in the uh, the National League playoffs, because where my own, we were talking about Atlanta Braves yeah. lost, and you know it's crazy because the third place team, uh, the Braves were number one, the Mets were number two, Philadelphia was number three. They're the team now in in the World Series, and um, and so we've made this connection. It's related to everything else we're talking about because, as I pointed out, I think last week, Philadelphia was the U.S. capital in seventeen seventy six, the original. Uh, city of for for our government it's where the liberty bell is and the liberty bell has the leviticus 25 jubilee scripture on it and so the the liberty bell was seen as uh, really even a statement not just for our nation for the nations for the freedom that's there and so um well you have the city you know out of the bible the city of brotherly love uh, besides that so we have that but so i'm going to go with the name so the mvp of the series and, you know, he hit this uh, uh, amazing home run late in the game for them to win the game, uh, Bryce Harper. And so he's he's been a star for a long time. You know, he was he was 17, 18 years old. They knew he was going to be a great star. And so he's had um, he, he's had some great, great years. And then he's had some challenges with injuries and things like that. But he hit the uh, he hit the big home run for them to win. But his full name is Bryce Aaron Max Harper. And and you got so, Aaron again, another Aaron. Another Aaron. So we had for them to defeat the Braves, there was Aaron Nola, the pitcher. We talked about him. And Aaron means from dark to light. And this is a thing we've been following since the beginning of the year. Aaron Donald, number 99. Donald sacks Joe. And that's how the Super Bowl ends. And then Aaron Judge breaks the home run records, hits mm. home run 60, 61, 62. We covered that last week. You should he, hear that if you, if you, if you have not And then, so that, but the Aaron progression continues to move oh, forward. Wow. And is, uh, his middle name, Aaron, well, Bryce, Aaron, Max, you know, Max, even, even that part. And then Harper, who's the Harper in the scripture, David. So we have these things and he just turned, just turned 30 years to another, if you remember, oh, the other yeah. Aaron, Aaron Donald, 30, when he won his, uh, when he was making the big sacks beginning of the year, he was 30, and Aaron Judge is 30, and actually just here in October, um, Bryce Aaron Max Harper turned 30, 
so there is it's just part of again i think it's the same message from the lord that's being echoed from uh, from different sides we're getting it from the mountain of arts and entertainment we're getting it from uh, we're getting it from the music we're getting it from the art we're getting it from the sports there is the mountain of arts and entertainment is prophesying to us loudly and clearly we're going towards freedom we're going back to be the original republic we were called to be brotherly love is going to run uh, uh, among us and and he's calling for the harpers and so even if you know the scriptures that spoke about how they were to take down the harps from the willow tree when it was time for them to celebrate so there is a time for celebrating coming so the harpers um come out and it's a time of max it's aaron max aaron to the max is when the harpers get to come down and we get to celebrate the liberty bell so a liberty storm is ahead of us and um but it's all it's all for good and you did say on that one he was the mvp did you say that he was mvp of this last series yes most anyone that does know most valuable player in case anyone's not a baseball fan so it, it it focuses you on what's god saying uh, about the most valuable player in the game. So it's really, it's really, you know, it's simpler if you just get right down to it. God's speaking. And we've talked about how does God do that hundreds of years earlier? He organizes some an event to say something. And here's that Aaron again, dark to light, you know. So it's very, very interesting to me. You know, very, very interesting. So it'll be fun. Now, when does the World Series start? Do Do you know? It's coming up, but I mean, I think um, I'm not sure. It's it's okay. just a day or two, you know. Okay, yeah. So there'll it, be some. There'll obviously be some great message in that. It'll be fun to watch, and it yeah. doesn't mean that one team. Just to clarify, you're not saying one team is of God and one team. It has nothing to do with one team or one person being more righteous than the other. You know. No, he's he's just telling the whole thing. Is he's telling a message? He's telling yeah. a story. Yeah, he's a storyteller. And it's like, that's why people get the wrong idea. So why don't you tell ahead of time who's going to win? Well, number one is the assignment is not really to help gamblers, um, you know, nail down. That would be how it would be a mess. Yeah. Prophetic voices that could tell the game and and had a wide audience and they could tell the score in the game. And then it just gets into a whole mess of all all kinds of things. And so, but this, this is more about, because there's prophetic, that's you know forth telling and then there's being able to prophetically read what just happened and what does that mean and what is what is it echoing that's consistent with the rest of the message of what he's doing and saying so that's part of uh, what we're we're identifying is is what you saw with all the arts entertainment examples we give you today are an echo uh, that's confirming they're giving the same message they're actually aligned um, in their own way, they're aligned with everything we just told you of those four uh, dynamics of um, the catalytic role of Trump and it being about the children, about the kingdom, about this nation for the nations. We could have added for the fifth thing is, yeah. is for the nations, because that's why it's what's happening. My discerning friends and brothers and sisters from other nations know that's why they pray for America all the time. They they were connected to all so many nations in Central and South America. And they're like, 
if you all don't have the victory, we're all going down. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. By the way, so, Dennis is saying that the World Series starts on Friday the 28th. He might just look that up. I think they're just barely announcing it. So Friday the 28th, I don't, I'm not sure which stadium. But, actually, uh, thank you. I was saying a day or two, but they do only a day or two in between the series when they win, but they do get a bigger break when it's yeah. for the actual World Series. When that's And so it is a several-day um, break, and so it's a Minute Maid Park in Houston, Houston, Texas. That's good. And we'll, we'll see if the Lord has another message or if something else will be going on that's so big that that message is obscured. All these yeah. things. Yeah. That's interesting times. Okay, uh, Johnny, any, I'm going to have you pray in a second, but any, we've got you at restore7.org. It's right there below you uh, at the bottom of your screen. That's your website. Any Anything else you want to announce before we get ready to close? No, that's, you know, I think we tell you most time, Elizabeth and I do up for discussion and you can go to our rumble there. And uh, I think we're going to do a live this week. We There's it on the screen days. right there. Yeah, there we go. I think we're going to do a live one uh, this week, this Friday. And so, um, and I told Elizabeth, I don't know if we're going to do it. We were going to, I said, why don't we show them how to have a fight as a husband and wife? There you go. A fight and recover. But um she there went you for that, you know. <laughs> probably have too much laughter in the middle of it, so it may not work. <laughs> That's good. So, all right. Well, uh, Johnny, would you go ahead and pray for yes. the people and see what God will give you? Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in this hour. <clears throat> Again, we thank you for the privilege to live in such a day, even though at times we're as beleaguered and as anguished as mm. the prophet Habakkuk, as we mm -hmm. were reading before. Lord, I just I feel as we're closing, just to release this again over, over all who are listening for an impartation mm -hmm. to them. This Habakkuk 1.5, the Lord's reply to the prophet. So all of you who are prophetic intercessors, those who wrestle with the Lord, here's his reply to you. Here's his reply to me. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. Yeah. For I will work a work. In your days, there's an emphasis for us on in your days. I will work a work in your days, which you would not believe, though it were told you. Yeah. So, Lord, we receive that. We receive the impartation from that, mm. Lord. We allow our spirits to resonate with who you are and what you're doing. We declare you're greater than whatever the enemy's intentions are. Whatever he has up his sleeve, we thank you, Lord, that you are always the great God, the God above that has the ability to turn Haman's noose that seems to be set up for all kinds of disaster mm. really into his own instrument of execution. And we thank you, Lord. This is a time for you to come and deal with uh, severe evil, the deep darkness of Isaiah 60. As we arise and shine, your light is being seen over yes, us. Lord. Nations will walk to the light of the sons of God. But it is you, Lord, who go before us, go around us, go through us, uh, work with us, and you begin to take on this deep darkness. And so we declare again, Lord, Aaron, 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 yeah. this is a time mm. we're going from light, from darkness to light. And this is something you are about. This is something you are doing. Yes, the enemy has used all these words of light, and, and that's Lucifer's language of false light as well but it doesn't take away from the true light. So we unapologetically stick with what you're saying. We're going from dark to light. And your sons and daughters who are listening, 
let them be uh, let them be resonant lord just mm. as Lord, i just feel you releasing into the core of who they are right now lord an electricity literally as it were an electricity from heaven your power and your anointing for such a time as this we thank you for that lord in jesus name we pray amen 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 john johnny thank you so much give our love to elizabeth when we're gonna have to have her on with you soon we haven't seen her for a while you guys yes. do great uh together so as well we miss her but anyway uh good job it's, it's just been an amazing time really really i love it you know i love the graphics and the video and the different things and I can tell people do, so okay. live it as well. So a uh, quick reminder, uh, Donna Rigney will be with us tomorrow. Also wanted to mention, thank you for your support so much. There's 28 of us, give or take. I can never quite remember the exact number, but it, your donations, sewing into this helps keep us going. And plus, we are now moved up to nine, um, nine fresh water wells in Uganda a month, which is every three days we dig a new fresh water well. Awesome. We're, thousands and thousands of people are being blessed. We're going to have a report on that on Wednesday. But as we go, as we as the credit things roll, there's a place that shows you how to donate. We appreciate it very, very, very much. And so everybody have a great day. We will see you all tomorrow at 11 Pacific. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.